1: Hello and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty and I'm your host and also a CFP, which I'm sure you can all say along with me now, stands for a Certified Financial Planner. And I am here with my guest, Regan. Hi, Regan. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm
0: great. I'm very excited.
1: Yay, me too. I like <laughs> um, So tell our listeners a little bit uh, about yourself, how old you are. Um, where you're living, what you do, income, all that, jazz.
0: Sure. Um, so I'm thirty three years old. I live in Los Angeles. I'm going on um, almost ten years of being in the music industry. Um, my salary at this point is uh, hundred thousand a year. um i was I was really lucky, actually, that's a new a new salary for me. I got a raise um, at the top of March just before, you know,
1: oh my god, right before COVID, right before, before COVID. the world collapsed,
0: yeah. So that was, um, that was something. So I'm, I'm very grateful, um, and that that was a big jump for me. So, um, I just really wanted to discuss with you about better ways to save, primarily. Um, the first thing is to how to save for a home, <laughs> how, how is that possible, and um. An IRA. Um, I've always contributed to a four hundred and one k, but I've never um, been contributing to an IRA, and I'm wondering now if I should be doing that as well. So those are my two uh, my two questions for today.
1: Perfect. And just curious, what was your salary before you got this step up in March?
0: Uh, it was eighty seven thousand.
1: Oh wow! So this is a big jump. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's go over some of the so renting single married uh, single. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Single uh,
0: renting my apartment. Do you want me to go over some of my like general spending and um,
1: before we start? Yeah. Like, the house purchase is a big one, um, but I definitely am always a proponent of buying real estate if you're in the position to do it. Um, so let's see where you, and then, and then we'll get to the um, retirement savings, right? Which is the 401k IRA. So yeah, let's run through your numbers and see where you are and then we'll, I know the home purchase has like been such a popular one these days. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I went through some of my
0: spending, which was um, an eye opening exercise. <laughs>
1: so,
0: uh, my rent is eighteen hundred a month. Okay. And then I lumped together uh, car insurance, gas, utilities, internet, phone bill, all of that. That's about five hundred a month. Okay. Uh, f- food. Uh, so food. Groceries take out, ordering out alcohol, I would say' is about 800 a month. Okay. And then lastly, um, something that's obviously been on hold for the time being, but gym memberships and like personal training is about 500 a month. Okay. And then an an, one annual expense, if we want to include it, I don't know how important it is, um, but I do spend about 2,000 dollars a year towards flights.
1: Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, do you have hotel expenses, too?
0: um very rarely if i take a vacation a lot of my flights um because i'm on the west coast all of my family is on the east coast so i fly home a lot um so that's primarily what it is not really so much vacation else
1: got it got it yeah. okay just to go, go visit family okay so food utilities all the basic um so with your basic spending you need not including um obviously personal training um you come to about 2300 a month there plus mm-hmm. food um are you saving some money with COVID
0: absolutely oh god absolutely yeah I, I think I feel like food is the only thing I spend money on so definitely <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah I know I kind of feel the same way yeah. um yeah, literally that. And like, I did buy some, I bought a house. so I did buy some furniture because, you know, sitting on the floor is just not that comfortable. No,
0: no. That's amazing though. Congrats.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. We've done a lot of talk about home purchases on the podcast and I do a lot of it in my regular business as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So then let's talk about what is your monthly uh, net and I'm assuming, and that will should include your 401k contribution. So after taxes and deductions, I get 2500 per paycheck. So if you're about
0: 5000 a month. Perfect. Okay. Um, and then 10% of my paycheck uh, goes to my 401k.
1: Great. Okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How much is in your 401k? Since you said you've been doing it, you've been pretty consistent about putting into it. Yes.
0: I am at, let's see, I checked at the top of the month and I was at $130,330. Uh, Great.
1: Okay. That's awesome.
0: Is it? Okay, good. Because that's, that seems
1: very low to me for some reason. (laughs) Well, so they have like, there's like all different ways you can benchmark it. But I think one um, is that, you know, around 30, you should have about like a year's worth of money saved up, right? So then you'd be of salary. So you'd be, oh okay, yeah, there's various ways to benchmark it. So I think that if you use that as a benchmark, that's a good number. It's also good to see that you've been doing 10% for so long, which is how you've had to save that up. Because I would imagine you didn't even, you probably didn't start at 87,000 either. Oh God, no. Oh my God, That was a, I
0: think that was, that's probably where the lag is in like my, where I would assume the number to be as someone who, you know, as I mentioned, has been under the same umbrella of the same company for 10 years. But I think it was because I was kept at such a low salary for so long. Um, that, that, that's where, that's where, that's why that is.
1: Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Cause I don't think we should be benchmarking you on a hundred thousand. You haven't been making that very long. No, no, I've not. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I think that's great. Um, and just real quick, you have a beneficiary on your 401k. Uh, and that means what? Sorry. If anything, God forbid happened to you, you have someone listed like a, a family member, like your parent or a sibling. Oh, got it. Got it. Um, I believe so. Yes, I do. Okay, good. Um, And then now what about, so do you have other savings? Do you have an emergency fund?
0: I don't. Oh, I have, no, aside from my savings account, which I don't consider an emergency fund. That's towards going towards the home or the potential home, I should say. Um, But no, I do not.
1: Okay, well, what is in the savings? Cause right now,
0: happen. it's just over 10000 It's 10100
1: Okay, perfect. Well, so here's the thing. If you buy a house, you have to have an emergency fund. Okay. I will guarantee... Um, If you don't, you will have a major emergency. It's almost if you don't have the money saved, it's when that happen. And <laughs> just to give you an idea, Alex, who works on the podcast, and myself, both bought houses within like the last six months. We both had major things that came up that were not caught in the inspection. You normally do uh-huh. inspection, and so I feel like if you're prepared for something like an emergency, they tend to not happen. When you're not prepared for an emergency, it tends to be when it happens Mm -hmm. so I always like to say it's important that you have an emergency fund if you're going to have a home purchase because when things go wrong with a home just to give you to put numbers to it so my furnace broke when I first moved in in a snowstorm when all of my friends had flown in from New York oh my gosh yes so we were all wearing jackets and hats (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you don't really feel like a great host Mm -hmm. and so just to get it up and running over the weekend was a thousand dollars wow okay if it needs to be replaced which is still tbd because i've gotten such varying quotes i'm probably going to be in somewhere between four and eight thousand. Oh my gosh right so that is why when you buy a house things that go wrong can be very expensive and and you just have to be prepared um because you can't you you are now the owner right the right. nice thing the benefit of renting is if you don't have heat, you call your landlord and it's his, his or her problem, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Alex had the same thing happen with her house. Something went, went awry and it was also a very costly thing. Um, my air conditioner, because you know, why would that not go in the middle of a heat wave is now, was also a problem. I did another little band aid for a thousand, no, it was 700 to get the air conditioning back up and running. Um, just to give you some like ballpark numbers. It's not always that big of a deal. Sometimes you can do smaller fixes, but you do have to have money set aside. And normally, you know, an air conditioning unit, a heating unit, hot water heater, once you do it, they should be good for a number of years, but Mm -hmm. that's not something doesn't go wrong
0: wow, so when you when you're talking to your clients that are trying to buy a home, what what is your like suggestion as far as a number to have for emergencies?
1: I would say it's gonna do so as a single female, right? I think it's different than a household, you know, like a married couple where you have two incomes, yeah. Um, so I think that you need. At least, because um, the other thing is then also, if God forbid you lost your job, right? Can you afford the mortgage? Right, right. Yeah, I think you need to be closer to like six to 12 months to be able to cover mortgage and if there was a big expense. I, I think an emergency fund just for the house of 10000 would be, and it also depends on the property and where it is, right? Right. Certain things cost more in certain states and certain cities than in other areas, mm-hmm. Right. Like what? What is a roof going to run and stuff like that? So I would say, as a single female, I would want to be conservative because if something goes wrong, like it's it's all on you, which it is for me as well. Um, so I would think somewhere between you know five and ten thousand just. To cover the house.
0: Wow. Okay. So at this point, I have all I have is an emergency fund right now.
1: <laughs> that is what I would say, and okay. that's and that's a great place to start, right? Because now you have a good emergency fund, right? We have money saved up in cash, mm-hmm. and then you can work towards the down payment. And I like to have people shoot for twenty percent. You don't have to do twenty percent. You can get loans um, for less than twenty percent. I would say at least ten percent. You want to have some. Equity in the home, right? Right. So I would shoot for ten percent at least as a minimum for a down payment, if not twenty. Okay. Um, but then, yeah. But then you definitely need to have an emergency fund. And the the idea, right, is that you don't need it out of the gate, right? You buy the home and everything is in working condition and there are no emergencies. But you need to be prepared for what would I do if there was an emergency?
0: Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um And with a house, the other thing to remember is there's always maintenance on it, right? So even if mm-hmm. nothing goes wrong, there's always little things that need to be done for the most mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. I had uh, – someone gave me a really good description of it. It's, like, almost like a living, breathing thing, you know, that you, like, constantly need to take care of. Uh-huh. Rather than, like, a fix, like, I buy the house and I don't put money, you know, where right. it's a fixed-off, one-time expense.
0: Right. Wow. So
1: okay. Not to, not to scare you off. I still <laughs> – I think it's a good investment, but I do think that you want to make sure that you you do it from a standpoint where you are financially prepared for it because you don't want to get in over your head. Right. Okay. Because then it's stressful. Now you bought a house and you have no money to do anything else because something broke and now you, st- you have to pay that all off in six months or, or you don't want you put it on a credit card. You just, It can like snowball from that standpoint.
0: Right. Right. Of course. Okay.
1: Okay, so let's look at that as on the track to buying a house, which is fantastic. But we need to then save for down payment, right? But let me just double check because we um, we jumped right into the housing. Do you have any debt? I do not. Okay, so fa- so fantastic. So then you're definitely on the path. Okay,
0: that that was a new thing as well. That was after my when I uh, received my bonus this year. I put that to, it's, I would have loved to have put it towards savings, but I just assumed I should just get rid of my debt this year. So
1: yeah, that's fan- being in a no debt position is fantastic because you have good income. You have a good amount save for retirement. And so now I think definitely working towards a house purchase is a great next goal. Okay, great. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I know. I feel like the numbers for like what things cost in houses are shocking. And I feel like people don't talk about that ever. All right. Right. I know. I also, yeah,
0: yeah. your down payment. Um, also, I know you only touched on it, but that also is helping as well. Cause I, it's so often, you, I, uh, at least for me, I just see like the the actual sale price of a house, and I'm like, there's uh, how how do how does anyone afford a home? But um, I know there's more to it than that, so I'm glad we're talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. So, and I think that saving for the down payment is usually the biggest obstacle, mm-hmm. to be honest, because you need money for the down payment, you need money for the closing cost, which the closing costs vary by state. Like, um, I would imagine California has pretty high closing costs, because I would imagine it's a high tax state, just like New York is. It, yes, um, it, it does. But thankfully, that's,
0: a, that's another thing. I don't, I mean, again, we're talking so far down the line for me, um, for buying a home, but um, I really don't have any desire to stay here. So I think that work okay. behavior is like, not being um, so hung up on trying to uh, be able to afford a home in Southern California, which is tough.
1: Perfect. Yeah. I, so I think, um, I did this with Natasha, our fan favorite guest is trying yes. to buy a home Yeah. and she called in a panic when she got the closing cost number, which for her was like over 20,000. And she was like, this number has to be wrong. And it's because she's buying in a high tax state. And mm-hmm. so they were up front and, um, it was like sticker shock. <laughs> she right. It was like they must have done the math wrong, and I'm like, I don't think that they did. <laughs> uh, I right. actually, like, based on the property I bought in New York, it's pretty spot on. But so, yeah, I think that um, you know that's one thing you want to look. I think the biggest obstacles are ta- taxes because taxes are never going to go away with the property, mm-hmm. and then the down payment and closing costs. So if it's a high tax state, you're going to have more closing costs. Um, But I think that having the 10,000 as an emergency fund is a great first step or savings, however you want to categorize it. Mm -hmm. And then the next step is trying to figure out what would fit within your budget. So let's just say, so you're paying now comfortably 1,800, right? Correct. Which I think is a good number, right? So every two weeks, essentially, you're getting 2,500. So then that's about where you want to stay with utilities, right? And your fixed cost, you want to have one paycheck, give or take Mm -hmm. and savings and goals and so forth and fun. Right. So I think you'd want to stay in there. So I would say you would want your mortgage to be conservative so that you're never house poor. Right. And if little things maintenance come up that you can afford it, I would think you would want to stay in that same range. So then you can kind of work backwards from what you can afford right from that. So that would be taxes, mortgage, Um, so principal and interest insurance and and taxes in that 1800 number, give or take, I would say maybe a little bit lower so that you could include a hundred or 200 bucks a week that you would save towards maintenance. Okay. Just little things that might come up, like you need a plumber for something or, um, you need to, I don't know how you are with yard work, but maybe you need to hire somebody to do something on the yard or to plow a drive. you know, there's all those little expenses that come up. Right. And then having your utilities, Will probably go up because you probably be more a bigger location than an apartment. So staying somewhere within that realm where you're comfortable. Um, so then the key is, and how do you get to the down payment, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where it comes down to. I think the budgeting and saving aspect, right? Okay. So how, how much can you afford, and what's your time frame? So when would you want to buy a property, and what are you willing? To save out of your budget and is there anything you're willing to switch around to get you there on that time frame or do you want to get there faster right um i would say let's see so again i'm 33 i mean i would love to
0: own a home by my late 30s so 38 39 so figuring hopefully if i will obviously continue at this salary for a bit and then go up from there i would hope that in five or six years this would be um, a reasonable goal by then
1: oh yeah i definitely think that that's giving you plenty of time. And then how, cause like, how much are you saving give or take now? Well, that's, so that's another thing. Um, I, so I have like an
0: automatic transfer from my checking to my savings account, um, every month, which is just $150. But now that my salary is higher and what I've told you, how much I, I know that i should be padding it more i know i should do more now but how much do you think i should be doing more again just to even almost i act like it doesn't even exist that's why i do the automatic transfer so i feel yeah. like i could easily I like, be padding that to just to keep putting more of my savings
1: i think you should definitely keep doing it i'm just trying to figure out what you could afford in terms of a house if we kept you around the same of what you're paying now mm-hmm. even a bit lower Mm -hmm. so we'll just use why don't we just use an interest rate of four which right now it's lower but who knows where it will be and you had a 1600 give or take monthly payment and this is not including right taxes or anything like that so that's why i'm we're being here okay you would um you could borrow like three hundred and thirty-five thousand, and that would be the 1600 monthly payment Give or take, right, you have to figure if you're in a high tax area that could add another two hundred three hundred depending on where you are okay uh, so with it would be a little bit over a four hundred thousand dollar right if you put money down on the property four hundred thousand dollar house depending on how much you put down that's not yeah that makes sense yeah, so that I think we you should shoot. For that, so if you're shooting for four hundred thousand dollar house, give or take, right? You'd, it depends on the area and the taxes and all of that. So then you would want to save for down payment a minimum of forty, right? Okay. Just so you have something to shoot towards. If you get, get you know, we have times to forty thousand. If you're able to save a thousand dollars a month, right? Mm-hmm. Then that will get you there forty months, right? So basically, in th- a little over three years. Okay. Okay. That's ahead of the timeline. That's cool. That's ahead of the timeline. Yeah. And, to, and that's where like, just to give yourself a benchmark, if you're putting away a thousand dollars a month towards a house, maybe you get there sooner because you put bonuses towards it, or maybe you decide I'm going to, you know, this month. Right. I, um, I'm going to spend less on eating out or less on food and I'll put another hundred or 200 towards it. Um, but I, that is where the range is that I would be. And then, you know, it's a hype at this point, it's a goal that we're focused on. And so you'd have to run the numbers in the area with the taxes and what is the insurance going to be. And then that could kind of get you a better idea of what amount you could afford. Um, but I think that would be a good ballpark to work towards. Okay. That makes sense. Does that make sense? So yeah. yeah, I think starting with like a thousand, cause then that still gives you a little, you know, some wiggle room within your budget. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Right. This is, if you, don't have the money saved. There's no hard date, right? You don't have to have the money saved by 36. Right. Right. Okay. Okay.
0: And then also do you, I, I'm curious, given the, the, the state that we're in and since I'm, I'm fortunate to have a job, do you think I should be like really, uh, I, I guess, padding my savings at this point, like really taking advantage of like how I'm not spending money and
1: maybe yeah. doing a little extra of the savings than I would normally be doing if the world was normal. Yes. I would hundred percent take advantage of okay. this. Right? I think there's always positives and opportunities that come out of hardship. And I think that this could be a time you could kind of leapfrog on some of your goals. Okay. Because, I mean, no, one's really doing very much. And so I would take advantage of that and save the money that you would have spent on, you know, personal training and eating out and, and bank it because at mm-hmm. some point we're going to go back to whatever it is, the new normal. Mm-hmm. And, if you can have gotten ahead on your financial goals during this, however long this lasts, I think that's a huge opportunity. Okay. Okay, cool. It's harder. I think at least from what I've been told by people, it's easier now to put the money away because at least then you're seeing the bank account go up versus, right. you know, you're home, but you're like, okay, well, my net worth is growing while I'm at home. I'm, I'm fortunate to have a job. My expenses, you know, are lower because, you know, I'm not eating out. I'm not taking Ubers. I'm not going back East. Right. 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 So 100% use this as an opportunity to bulk up your savings. Okay. Okay. That's a good idea. I should be doing that. I should have been doing that since March, but I'm going to start doing it now. Yeah, not really than never. Um, so yeah, I would start by start trying to shoot to save $1,000 towards the house. Um, because your 401k was a percentage, you automatically increased your 401k savings, right? So it was, it was at 10% before it was 8,700. Now you're putting $10,000 a year into the 401k. Mm-hmm. I think you know, right? There's no right or wrong answer with personal finance. That's the the tricky part. I like that you're at ten percent. I think once you get to your goal of buying a house, then maybe you bump up the four hundred one k at that point to get it to like twelve or thirteen percent, okay. shooting to fifteen percent at some point.
0: Oh, and I also I, I'm forgot to mention this. This is important. My company matches up to ten uh, up to five percent.
1: Oh, so you're at. Fifteen,
0: then. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I think. I think the last I looked, I think this is right. I hope I did this math right, but I think it comes out to um, about like nine hundred a month I get from my company.
1: That would be maybe they cap out at a certain point because if you get nine hundred a month, that would be almost like a hundred percent match.
0: Oh, maybe so. Then maybe was it the total? Was I looking at the total mm-hmm. number of the
1: month? Yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's probably okay. your total. Probably <laughs> <laughs> that's no problem. Yeah, yours is 500 and then yours is probably yeah, 450 or 500 a month. Right. That makes way more sense. Okay. Okay, great. So then you're already at 15% with the company match. Mhm. mm Mhm. Perfect. It should be closer to I think it would be closer to 750 a month though. You doing double check what's going in on it would be a paycheck every paycheck. Okay. Right. So whatever your gross is, you'd be doing t- about not exactly, but ex- around ten percent of that, right? And then they would be matching fifty um, percent, essentially, right? Because they're putting in five percent. Mm-hmm, so
0: mm-hmm. Okay. I will. I could have swore I, I I I just looked at a month's worth just to really break it down, but I, I clearly I did something wrong, so I will definitely double check that. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. No. Nine. No. 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 Nine hundred a month is about right. It's ten thousand eight hundred. Um, so, oh, because did they count your bonus structure? Oh, they might have because if I looked at mart yeah they might have okay that would make sense that they would have included some of your bonus usually if it's 10 percent of compensation it would include your base and then any bonus amount okay okay that makes sense
0: um okay. I, do you need to know what my, my bonus percentage does that
1: yeah what what do, do you normally get an annual bonus yeah i do um you...
0: i can get i can get up to 20 percent um
1: that's huge yeah okay perfect mm-hmm. so then i would use that yeah i would use your bonus money as earmarked for the house.
0: Okay.
1: use it to pay off your debt, right? We have the 10,000 emergency savings account. And then I would use the bonus money because that will get you there a lot faster, including doing the monthly. Because here's the thing, if you get there faster, there's no harm, right? If you right. get to 40,000, like let's say over the next two years, you get a bonus net of taxes. Um, let's say you net 15 or 12,000 on it. Is that sound about right? Um, so... My
0: the the let's see, we, we get them in March. Our company gives them in March, and this year, I mean, the one that I got at the top of March for last year's performance, like ended up being, oh god, I think I think fourteen to fifteen thousand hit my bank account. Um Perfect. Yeah, we do. I yeah. I mean, obviously, it's based on you know company performance, which next yeah. year's will probably we probably won't get them, <laughs> but given the state of things this year, but um, yeah, I, I feel like after our tax, it, it, it's it's the taxing is. It's almost sad. You get excited about bonuses and then you look and then it's sad because it comes out to be, I I think I got, you get half. Um, So it was about, I think it was about 14, just over 14,000 that
1: I got that actually hit my account. Yeah, it is because yeah, it gets taxed at your highest bracket. Mm -hmm. Yep. your your Payroll. So let's just assume over the next couple of years, you get 10,000 a year net for bonus money. We'll use 2000 out of that for flights, right? you're Okay. Um, I would stock all of that away into a savings account. Okay. Okay. The the sooner you get to the down payment goal, the sooner you can use the money for other things. Right. Right. And, and then knowing that you get that bonus as well, or that you should, you know, you could get a bonus also then makes me feel more comfortable with the house purchase. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Because if something went wrong, you could put it on a 0% APR card. Not that I, you know, like that as a strategy, but then you could pay it off when you got your bonus.
0: Okay. 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 That's good. I like that.
1: So yeah, you could probably save, I I don't, I think saving for a down payment for a house is in the near future for you. Like I would say three-year range. Wow. Okay. That's, that, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I think it's important to like, I, I save as much as you can because right when you move in, you have to, You besides closing costs, the other thing people don't think about is like furnishing it and not that you have to furnish it in all designer furniture but if you've saved money for a budget you know if you save five thousand dollars for furniture that's great then you can go buy the bed that you want
0: right right okay I, I like your I like your uh your logic on if anything you're just going to hit your goal sooner um and then you can spend money on other things I think that also makes sense I just I, essentially to make it my primary goal and just have this uh, sort of end game of this is where the money should be going and if anything I'll just get there sooner I think that that's sort of um, or relieved to hear, And it makes a lot of sense.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Because I feel like when it feels too far away, it's hard to say, I'm not going to do that because I want to save the money. Right. Right. Because you're like, well, if it's 38 or 38 and a half, that's so far in the future who, you know, I'm just going to enjoy today. Exactly. So I guess, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I <know. laughs> uh, so I think knowing if you're saving monthly for it and you're using your bonus money that you'll get there sooner. And then, then you can decide whether or not you want to save a little bit more because you want to have more in the bank before you do it, you know, you'd rather have 20% versus 10%, then you have more flexibility, right? Or optionality, if you will, you can decide I'm going to do it this year, or you know what, I'm going to wait and get one more bonus before I embark on this. Adventure. Right. But exactly. Exactly. So then that brings me to the question of the IRA. So you're doing a great job with the 401k. It's fantastic that they're matching um, 5%. So an IRA for you, you wouldn't do a traditional because you're already doing the, the, tax deferred at work. Mhm. So the option would be the Roth IRA um and it is going you're going to be pretty close. So as a single filer um I believe it is 130 39,000. You have to make under as a modified adjusted gross income number. Oh, okay. See I, see I did not know any of this. Okay hmm so um so what so with your bonus right that's what I was just gonna ask <laughs> your bonus counts so you're pretty close to that number
0: okay right
1: so I would say given that you're pretty close to the number I do think it would be a good idea to put money in a Roth okay for, for 2020 and for 2021 I'm gonna spend all of your money here Regan <laughs> okay you'll be like I'm so glad I came on the podcast I no longer have any dis- discretionary income
0: but you so you okay. said you're but you're talk so you're talking about those two years. Is this not something that you suggest people to, to like, continually add money to like you would a
1: 401k? I think that you're gonna tap out on the income. Oh okay. Yeah, I don't think I mean I think you should continue to do it as long as it's available. I just think that at some point your income might breach the amount, right? Because they don't look at your net bonus and net income. It's based on your modified adjusted gross income. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though your bonus, you maybe only got what? What did you say? Thirteen thousand from it? like fourteen and change. Fourteen. Your yeah. bonus actual gross number was much higher than that. Right, right. So you're get you're getting you're not at that number yet, but you're you're skimming it. You're getting close. Okay. So given that, um, I'm just trying. So maybe what we do is instead of doing, because I know you're doing that savings, savings. maybe you do that instead into a Roth IRA. Instead of a Roth, you mean? No, because no, you're doing, you said you're doing that savings where it pulls from your account and just goes into the regular savings.
0: Oh, in my, yeah, my checking,
1: my bank account. Yes. Yeah. So I would set up a Roth IRA um, and this is where you're going to have to determine how, whether you want to do the house or whether you want to get into the Roth, right? Cause you, you have a good percentage for retirement at 15% right now. Mm-hmm. So, and I like the idea of buying a property, especially in your thirties. Mm-hmm. So, but the Roth IRA might not always be available to you. If you get into higher income, you might be able to do it inside of your 401k. You have to see if they have a Roth option, which they might, um, they do, they do okay. So then you can do it. Through, maybe what is easier is we could always utilize that. I'm on the fence here. Is is let me ask this: Is there a disadvantage to me not because
0: my parents were doing? Because I know there you come to an age where you have to take it out, and then is there a disadvantage to just not doing one at all and only doing? 401k maybe hiking up how much I contribute to my 401k and then also as we talked about me and my state like being more diligent with my savings in my actual savings account is there anything wrong with just not doing a, a Roth in general
1: um so I really do like the Roth I feel like we did have um an expert come on because we had a guest submit a comment that I don't push the Roth enough okay uh, and so that person is another advisor and he's like I always recommend a Roth I am a little bit different that I think being in a high bracket where you said you're losing about 50% of your bonus as a single mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. I think there's something said for like deferring your taxes, but I like the idea of having multiple options when you retire and having tax deferred and having Roth and having real estate. Right. I like all of them. So it's okay. like, how do we get to all of them? Um, I think right now while you're saving more being at home, I would do the Roth, um, I think it would be easier to do the Roth through your existing 401k rather than setting one up outside of work. Now you've just one account. Managed. Right, right, right. And so you can, you as an employee can contribute a total of 19,500 to your work plan. So you could do inside of that 5,000 into a Roth. Okay. Okay. So it comes down to how quickly do you want to get to the house goal and how much are you willing to commit to, to budgeting and coming up with, Money monthly, so maybe it's Mm five hundred goes or four fifty goes towards the Roth, and only two hundred goes into the regular savings towards the house because you're going to use your bonus for it. Or at the end, because with the with the Roth, if you did it outside of work, you can wait until um, tax filing to do it. So you could just do it every year at tax filing and just say, okay, my bonus came in, I got fourteen thousand. I'm going to put two thousand towards flights. 4000 charge towards the Roth IRA, and the rest is going in for the house.
0: Oh, really? Okay. All right. So I was thinking of it as more of a, like, it's continuous. It's going to happen every month, like my 401k does, but this is something where I can pick and choose when I'm contributing
1: to it. Yep. So with the Roth IRA outside of work, you can choose to do it annually and you can choose to do it monthly. The benefit of doing it monthly is you're buying those investments on a regular interval. So the performance could be a little bit better. That being said, when it's better to do it annually and feel like you have more flexibility than to yeah. not do it at all. Okay. I might do it that way. I kind of like that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. We definitely have people that do it that say, I'm going to wait till see where my income is at the end of the year. If I'm eligible, I'm going to do it. And I just want to make, I want the money with me until I know I have it to do it. And uh, that is fine. Uh, yes. And I think that,
0: pertains to this year I, again I'm, I'm very fortunate but i'm ho- and i'm hoping that is still the case by the end of the year that i'm, I'm still employed so i think d- doing that option makes sense especially for right now
1: okay perfect so then that way we can do both the house and this because then you have that flexibility to say okay i've been employed this entire year there's been no issues with work um i've been able to save let's just say from now to that end of the year you save another six thousand dollars now i have sixteen thousand you know what i'm going to do the Roth. Because I think I'm going to get a bonus of fourteen in the first quarter, right? Right. right exactly. And I place the money in the savings from the Roth, and I'm going to get fourteen, and so now then I'll have twenty-four thousand saved for the house, and I have the Roth, right? So then you have yourself flexibility.
0: Right. Exactly. Okay. Great. No, that's really helpful. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yep. So then basically, what I would do is every tax. So you have to do it by the time you file taxes, but you can do it. So for instance. For anyone who just filed for 2019, they could have made their Roth 2019 contribution up till July 15th. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So when, um, for 2020, you'll have until, let's just say it goes back to the normal filing of April 15th. You have until April 15th of 2021 to make your 2020 contribution. Okay. Okay, great. So you file it perfect for you since bonuses are paid in March. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Okay, great. That's good to know too.
1: So then for you, I would set up the Roth IRA outside of work in your own account with, you know, and then basing and using your budget. um, I would save your monthly money. And then depending on where your bonus is, you can say, okay, I'm going to max out the Roth, which is uh, $7,000 a year for our age. And, you know, where's my bonus structure? And you could always minimize and say, you know, I didn't get quite as much for a bonus this year and I have the flights to back East. I'm only going to do 5,000, right?
0: Right. What do you mean? I'm sorry. What do you, cause my, um, as I mentioned, my, the company that, um, our 401k goes through, like I can see in the website, like it's where my 401k is and then how for Roth I have zero, like it, Roth is an option, but you've mentioned a few times, um, setting up my own. So you're saying I should not set up the Roth that's within that, within that same company.
1: Right. Well, not, I wouldn't use the Roth 401k option because I don't know with your work plan, if they're going to allow for a one-time contribution. Okay. Okay. The way we're assessing it, they they might be able to do it. You do not, you would have to talk to your HR department to say, can I do a one-time contribution in the 401k? Mm -hmm. Um, you would be within the limit, you would be within the purview of the 401k to do a $7,000 Roth give or take, um, I think using it outside of work would give you more control because you just write a check or funnel or transfer money into your own. If you're doing it through 401k, it's a through the payroll plan. Got it. Okay. Interesting. I'm,
0: I, I would like to think I could do it, but yeah, I, I, you're right. I'll just check with HR and see what they say. That's interesting. Yeah, you,
1: can, you can manage one on your own. It's not, it, it seems intimidating because if, if you've never done it, but basically who's your 401k through? Like, is oh, one man, of the Vanguard is the company. Yeah. So you could easily call Vanguard and say, I want to set up my own Roth IRA. They'll tell you what forms you need to fill out. They'll probably e-sign them, you, you know, send them, you fill them out online. You have to pick an investment, right? Because otherwise it just sits in cash, which I've seen. And then you can send the money usually via ACH. Just it's not quite as easy as Venmo, but you like link it to your bank account like you would with an online bank account. And then you right. would send the money over. Or I don't know if anyone does this anymore, but you could write them a check. But then you're basically in control of it versus if it's going through the 401k program, it depends on how payroll treats it, right? Do they allow a one-time contribution or would you have to set it up as a percentage of salary on a regular interval? Got it. Okay. 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 Thank you.
0: This is like eye opening. I don't know. I just, I, I just pretended rods didn't exist because I just didn't understand them. So now this makes a lot of sense.
1: sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I know. I forget because like no one teaches you this sort of stuff. And so. No,
0: no, they don't.
1: I think that for you, you know, since you've kind of talked it through, I think doing it on your own makes the most sense because you can then have the freedom of saying, I'm going to do 5,000, I'm going to do seven and not having to get involved with HR with mm-hmm. like, upping the contribution, making sure you turn it off, doing a one-time. It's a little bit harder because you're going through the, the payroll system versus just saying, okay, it's April 1st. I'm about to file my taxes. I know my bonus just hit. I'm going to do the full amount. I'm just going to send 7000 over to the Roth. Right. Okay. Beautiful. So those will be, I think, your two main things to work on. So continue saving for the house, knowing that it's probably within 36 months, give or take, depending on, house price purchase, um, amount that you're going to put down and taxes. And then I would definitely do the Roth on your own based on how we just hashed this out. Yes. Okay. Cause your bonus, like timing works out perfect for that.
0: My what? I'm sorry. Okay. I say that one more time.
1: Your, bo- your bonus timing, like you okay. get that. In- so you can determine what you want to do before the April 15th deadline.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Great. Do you have any other questions?
0: No, no. I, I, I think we covered more than I I thought we would. This is extremely yeah. helpful. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, these were great questions. I feel like I don't think anyone has ever asked like exactly like so many of the nuances of right, like the difference mm-hmm. and that's like a big difference. One's payroll, one's not. And mm-hmm. so having more flexibility, you, I think you definitely get that on your own. Yeah, um, yeah. Some companies have restrictions on how often you can update and change things. Um, usually the big companies like Vanguard and Fidelity are are fairly flexible, but not quite as flexible as you having your own account and saying, you know, I'm just going to take control of this on my own and not have to go through HR and update them. Right. Because they do through your paycheck, right? So it's usually one paycheck delayed, give or take. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So – Well, good. I'm glad this was helpful. I'll wrap it up for our lovely listeners. Um, So as always, you can check us out on Instagram. Please follow us and we give all the updates. And if you would like, you can take a free online class. We have our basic future rich class. And then we have a student loans class, which can be found at www.planancial.com.